Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for March 18th, 2008 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by my good friends Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week we're also joined by our special guest, our very own webmaster Alex. Alex Ivkovic is here with us this week. In this week's show, we're going to talk about the top news stories on the Diz, including newly released estimates on how Orlando theme parks fared in 2007. Julie and Corey Martin will give us their review of Port Orleans Riverside. And Julie Martin will have her newest store tour segment from those resorts, including the French Quarter. All that plus roundtable rapid fire and cast member appreciation on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. I am a much more relaxed Pete Werner. Back from my four-day cruise with, uh, with Scar. If you don't know what that means, you need to go check out the blog, disunplugged.com. We've, uh, many of us have been blogging uh, all sorts of things. I was blogging from, from the cruise, which was really getting Walter a little, uh, a little ticked off. It's like, we closed that damn computer already. <laughs> but he was, he was recuperating. He was recuperating well, sitting in the jacuzzi, showing everybody his scars. <laughs> And for those who aren't picking up on that, it was uh, Walter had an appendectomy a few weeks ago. So we've been doing scar checks all week. I thought it was from a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the funny part was when, uh, when you know, when the, star, you know, cause the, 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 uh, the stitches they use now dissolve when after a certain amount of time. So he's like doing the countdown. Oh, two stitches are gone. And like, touch it, touch it. I'm like, get the hell away from me. I'm not touching your scars. <laughs> But uh, no, we had a good time. We had a very, very good time on the ship, even though somebody, somebody that works with Disney Cruise Line stole stuff out of my bag. I'm coming for you. I'm going to find out who you are. Sending my people. Um, now, another thing I do want to mention, I'm just going to kind of spring this on, uh, on the, the team here because I didn't mention this to them before we sat down. But uh, we are going, we, we, I mentioned a few weeks ago that we wanted to find out when you guys were going to be in town. and. When enough people were around, we would do a show with, with an audience. So I have the first date for that audience show, and that's going to be May 4th, 2008, at the Gaylord Palms Hotel. And uh, we'll put some more information on that up on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And, uh, Julie, I also understand we have some prizes to give away. Julie said it's a big prize week. Well, see just how big it is. I, I just, uh, right before we sat down to do the show, I went and I reshuffled and re-added all new prizes to the, to the envelopes. And uh, so I'm very excited because there's a podcast cruise I'm dying to give away in here. And what happened is we were starting to run out of money, so you have, like, Walter's Stitches as one of the prizes. <laughs> well, our first one is Jackie Gag, and she chose number 13. Number 13 for Miss Jackie. Okay. I find number 13. Sure, we had a drum roll. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my you got god. it, lady. Podcast cruise. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, finally. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. You hit it number 13 thinking no, no one would pick the unlucky number, right? Well, that's what she said. She goes, you know, most people think 13 is unlucky, but not for me. Well, wow. guess what? You're absolutely right. Congratulations, Jackie. <laughs> You're joining us on the May 10th. 2009 podcast cruise. Congratulations. Yes, that's awesome. That is fa- I am so excited. I am so excited. I've been dying to give that away for weeks. All right, Julie, so who's next? And from Illinois, she chose number 16. Number 16. Oh my. 
I've made a mistake. <laughs> a big mistake. I've made a mistake. I don't believe this. <laughs> Apparently, there are two podcast cruises. You're kidding. In this, I'm not kidding you. I'm not, and I did not do this intentionally. There's only supposed to be one in here. Look at the shock on John's face. But number 16 is a podcast cruise. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, I swear we are not doing this intentionally, folks. Pete's turning red. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. You remember that good mood? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it did come it's a, out of his allotment. I, don't I need care. a larger allotment now. <laughs> oh, I think your allotment's almost Send your emails now. to john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Oh, please. What I meant was this just made his mood better. Oh, wow. my That's really goodness. cool. Congratulations, man. I comma. don't believe... Yeah, you know, because I'm in a good mood. Good comma. I'm in a good mood. If you read the blog, I even went to uh, downtown, downtown Disney, Disney on a Saturday night. shocked the heck out of me. Well, not as much as it shocked the heck out of me. But, uh, wow. I don't believe that. Out of all those envelopes, what are the chances of somebody those two numbers getting yeah. clicked? I mean, uh, it's, it's, and I just... I'm not kidding. Right before we sat down to do the show, I went into my office... Because, you know, we've, we've pulled a lot of numbers out lately, and I haven't been replacing them. And I, before we did the show, when, it, when Julie told me we had a lot of, a lot of prizes, um, I, I thought I took – I did take the pod, – there must have been two podcast cruises in the last batch. And I didn't realize it because I took the podcast cruise out of the one, one of the ones that we had and put it in there. And – I didn't think. So there are three you're giving away on this show because you're also. I'm about to. We're going to announce. This, yeah, this will be the biggest giveaway we've ever, ever done. Ever, I'm going to give away three cruises. This should this be week. titled the Prize Show. This is the Prize Show. <laughs> Happy Isn't late St. Patrick's pick? Day. Isn't there one more number to pick? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm. I'm. I, my God, there. There better not be another podcast cruise in here. John's going to kill me. <laughs> you think? This is like uh, one of those card tricks. Where this the envelope is, has the same thing in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really honest. Honestly, I swear, folks, this was not planned at all. This was not planned at all. I just went and reshuffled all these, and I had no idea there were two in there. But congratulations. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. Congratulations. I'm sure those people are bouncing up and down. Uh, up and down and out of their minds. Is there still, am I still in there as a dinner with Kevin prize? Because I don't want to be the consolation no. prize. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we did. I took that out when we did the uh, contest. Okay. The next one is um, Jaime from California, and he chose number 18. Number 18. Buckle Jaime, up. I'm sorry. There's no podcast cruise in here for you. I'm guaranteeing you that. I'm hoping. But you did get Discovery Cove for two people. Wow. 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 On that your next visit. An awesome prize, too. Wow. John is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Very cool. That's a really cool prize. Really, this is time. the most expensive podcast we've ever produced. Yeah, really. This means Raymond noodles for dinner, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Macaroni and cheese for the next month. Peter, we also, Corey and I chose from our um, sign-up list a prize winner for the soap lady box that we oh, got yes. from truesoaps.com. True Soaps. And the winner is Jenny Nobelock. Um, I don't know where she's from, but it's eight soaps and a body lotion, which is Plumeria Shea Lotion, and two little body glitter um, items. One's fairy dust and one is princess powder. She didn't send me any body glitter. <laughs> I didn't get any Dixie She's dust. waiting for your Dixie other body. Dust? Dixie, Dixie dust. Dixie. Oh, Dixie. Dixie dust. Someone smack him with something. Um, Dixie dust. I do want to say that her soaps are highly sought after in Alabama. They're even for sale in the governor's mansion in the gift shop. Really? Yes. And she does and make are, all of these soaps. 
So it's, and they are terrific. They honestly. are terrific. I actually, I'm, I'm using uh, one of the ones she sent me. I have I love a day them. at the beach in my bathtub right now. <laughs> it is of, excellent. They're sought after it in my house, too. So I'm going to be contacting Jenny. Um, congratulations. And we'll be sending that to you this week. And the Governor's Mansion has a gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that's funny? No, you're the only one who said anything. <laughs> and that's Georgia? Oh, and our soap lady, just, she's Debbie oh, T. Debbie yes. T. Yeah, she's a nice and lady. And Debbie, thank you very much yes. for, the, uh, for that prize. It's very nice. Hi, Debbie. Oh, wow. Okay, that everybody, was, you can take a... your seatbelts off now. Whoa. <laughs> So that's the last time you invite me on the show. Yeah, really, Alex. Everybody can thank Alex because apparently Alex is the podcast crew's luck guy. Because, uh, (laughs) boy, that was said really well. That's kind of like the Joy Luck Club, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, we do have one more podcast cruise to give away uh, this show. Um, I almost want to wait till next week now because it's like I'm giving away my whole. This is my whole allotment now. Well, you haven't more. gone into begging yet, so. Well, yeah, well, I, I haven't started working them, uh, but we have uh, our our photo contest that has been going on for a few months. It ended the twenty ninth of February, and uh, what we did was we uh, these the rest of these guys here all voted on which ones they liked. We we picked uh, uh, ones from each category, and uh, then they sent uh, they sent the list to me that uh, that they picked, and I chose winners. We're going to be giving a $100 Disney gift certificate to the winner in each category. And the overall winner wins a podcast cruise. <laughs> God, that's like $500 plus a podcast cruise. Yeah, go ahead. Total it up for John so that he can have a stroke <laughs> while he's sitting here. He's already turning pink. Are, are these people going to be in your room? <laughs> because we're running out of space. <laughs> Prepare your sleeping bags. All right, so we had uh, the categories that we had for the uh, photo contest, as I get my, my page up here. We had uh, family photos, funny photos, theme park photos, resort photos, and romantic photos. So in the family category, if my computer will cooperate with me, the photo entitled Happiest Place is our winner in that category. I, th- I really like this photo. It's a, a dad and two kids out in front of the Walt Disney World Arch with their hand, arms extended. We're going to have all these fo- links to all these photos on, the, uh, on our show notes page. We got a lot of really good entries, though. It was a very t- i got to be honest. It was, it was very, very tough. tough for me to select one, f- one of, from, from, from these. So, Can we just state that we do not suggest that people take this photo? The one where they're standing in front of the arch. They're at the arch on Osceola Parkway, the main entrance to oh, yeah, Disney World. Yeah. And cars are flying by. And Magical Express buttons, buses are whizzing by. Them. Right. It's really not in a, a place conducive to stopping the car and getting out and taking family photos. Okay. Just be very, very yeah. careful. There's big yeah. signs there telling you don't stop there. Captain Buzzkill over there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was just going to say, you know you're old when the first thing you think is, oh, they could get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll own up to that. In um, in the funny category, uh, this one was an easy one for me. Um, our little Pooh Bear was the winner. This was a uh, picture of a, a baby, I'd say, probably maybe a year old, maybe a little older, uh, amongst a wide variety of, of, of Pooh-stuffed animals. It's really, really, really cute. This was an easy one for me to pick. also gets a reference for Pooh in there, too. 
Well, yes, it, I guess it does, Bob, since you seem Except to have Except it's Winnie the Pooh. Well, that's, and that's another dangerous one. That kid could have smothered amongst them bears. People <laughs> <laughs> are out there taking some dangerous pictures. Well, Especially it. since they were all out on Osceola Parkway. All the in, the, uh, in the theme park category, this one was a little tougher for us because we had some great, great photos. Uh, a lot of great photos in the theme park category. Um, I ended up going with the photo entitled The Grand World Showcase. It's a, night, a nighttime shot of uh, the China Pavilion. It really, I mean... Just photographically, it's absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful, colors, beautiful picture. Yeah. Great colors, great reflection in the water. This is a really well-taken picture. So uh, the Grand World Showcase uh, photo is our, is our winner in the best theme park photo category. In the best resort category, uh, I went with uh, Sunset Over Coronado. Uh, I thought this was a really, it's, it was a beautiful picture. Um, again, I like the reflection in the water. That's what it was, it was I really love nice. that one. Yeah, I did. And too. but actually, what it reminded me of the minute I looked at it, it reminded me of uh, uh, a, a time when uh, Donna Lefevre, myself, and another friend of ours were sitting on the beach over at the yacht club, uh, watching the sunset and discussing what would eventually become Dreams Unlimited Travel. And the minute I watched, I saw this this photo. That was the memory that came back to me. So it evoked a wonderful resort memory for me. And uh, it's a beautiful photo. And that one is our winner in the resort category. And in the romantic category, we have not only the winner in that category, but also the winner of our podcast cruise. This one was an easy one for me. Uh, it was just, it, it was a great, it's a great shot. It, it, it was not titled, um, but it is a, a, a photo of a young man down on one knee on Main Street, proposing to his girlfriend. And the reaction is clearly authentic. This was a, a photo snapped right at the right moment. It really, I just think, captures so many different elements in so many different, uh, uh, in so many different ways. It's just it's a great, great photo. It reminds me of that photo of the, the sailor kissing the nurse in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. DJ, it has that, yeah, the it DJ... Has that, Right, that, that has it has that, uh, that emotional emotional resident. element to it. It makes you feel good. It really does. It really does. So congratulations to the proposal on Main Street. Um, Do you think they're our... still together? <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You are terrible. <laughs> Maybe she said no. <laughs> Maybe. From the look on her face, I don't think she did. <laughs> you are absolutely awful. Maybe they need two rooms on the podcast cruise. <laughs> Does that mean I get more in my allotment? No. Well, congratulations, everyone. Like I said, each category winner will get a $100 Disney gift certificate from us. And our, our friends here, uh, uh, the proposal on Main Street, will be joining us on the podcast cruise. I can't believe I've been dying to give away podcast cruises for two months. Yeah. And I give away three in one day. Uh, that's just honestly that is just uh, that's unreal that's unreal and I just you get to uh, not go on a cruise again it's too expensive for us I'm telling you I'm telling you my goodness now do we have a way to give away the last two or are you still coming up with a wave I'll uh, come up with some so it's not not out there already for people it's, I mean we nope. have to we have 2009 right actually there is one out there people are already planning on looking for you at the end of oh, the month. Yeah. Oh my god! No, yeah, I, I'm. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm. I'm a marked man. I'm I actually understand man. that someone has binoculars and a butterfly net. 
<laughs> That's going to be an interesting night. I, I tell you what. I have a proposition for you. How many staterooms have we sold so far? What are we up to? Uh, I think, uh, I, think well, we, I, I don't know how many staterooms. I know the total head count right now is a little over 200 people are joining us on this cruise. Well, now 206. <laughs> 208, something like that. It just went up. I think that if we get to 100 staterooms, you should have three more to give away. <gasps> Ooh, okay. All right. All right, cool. Cool. The challenge is on. Challenge is out there. All right, people, come on. I need my allotment up here. I need 15 more staterooms. I want 15 more staterooms by next week. Let's get on it. Yeah, like that'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm all a flutter. All those, all those podcast cruises. And this is still housekeeping. This is still housekeeping. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're 20 minutes into this show, and I haven't even gotten to the news yet. And we're almost broke. <laughs> and we're out of money. <laughs> we're out of time and we're out of money, folks. Sorry, that's folks. It. That's it for the show. That's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed listening. The rest of it's going to be anticlimactic, I think. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. We're going to make you sing and dance. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Kevin will tap dance. Tap dance for us this show. All right, yeah, that's it uh, for housekeeping. <laughs> Anybody else have anything before we move on? I can't think of all right. Uh, our first story this week in the news, this story actually reminds me now of the old Saturday Night Live bit that Chevy Chase used to do when he would do the news. We would announce that uh, General Elisimo Francisco Franco struggles valiantly in his fight to remain dead. Um, <laughs> the protracted action against housing in the Anaheim Resort District appears to have come to an end with the adoption by, of, an, of the initiative by the city council. By a vote of three to two, the policy adopted by the council requires now that any proposals for new housing in the resort district must be put up for a public vote. This was something that Disney had been pushing for. Uh, the council was not going to approve it. It was going to go to a referendum on the June on a, on a ballot in June. And uh, apparently, one councilman, Harry Sidhu, I believe is how his name is pronounced, who had previously opposed the initiative, had changed his mind, and. Uh, that because because the, the the requirement is now that it has to go to a public vote before any housing uh, development can go on in the district, and it's going to save the city two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from putting it uh, up for a special vote. So, and we thought this story was going away. And we thought it was going. That's why I said it's, that, that reminds me of that Chevy Chase bit. <laughs> um, yeah, we still got this story. But I think that really, I think that honestly, really does no, end no. it. But I've been saying that the last three times and we've I've talked been about it. So. No. So who knows? Who knows what will happen with that? But that's, uh, that's our number one news story this week. Number two, Toy Story the Musical is set to debut on Disney Cruise Line. I actually have a little, little information about this. Disney Cruise Line's production of Toy Story the Musical is preparing for its premiere on April 10th. The show features seven new songs that will be featured along with Randy Newman's You've Got a Friend in Me. The new songs were written by Groove Lilies, Brendan Milburn, and Valerie Vigoda. The cast of 21 performers is directed by Stefan Novinsky. Costume designer is Anne Kloss Farley, and the set was designed by Sybil Wickersheimer. Now, while I was on The Wonder, I was up in the Cove Cafe, and there that, that tapping noise again is Maxwell walking around the studio. I thought it was Kevin practicing. Kevin. Under <laughs> <laughs> the table. Kevin's waiting for his Ann Miller wig. <laughs> Ball change step turn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I watched Fosse. Don't look so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it just gets gayer and gayer by the week. <laughs> it does. Um, <laughs> we go from the from the wig to that. That's lovely. Uh, no, while I was on the Wonder, I was up in the Cove Cafe uh, one night and uh, getting a getting a, a one of those fabulous teas they serve, those delicious oh, yeah. herbal teas they serve, and uh, sitting there at the bar, coffee bar, was a woman talking with the uh, with the bartender, and she mentioned. Uh, the way she was talking, I gathered that she was in entertainment, and apparently she was. She's in the new Toy Story production, and I asked her how it was going, and she goes, "This is going to be such a great show." And I said, "Well, what makes it so great?" She goes, "Wait till you see these sets. They have gone out of their mind. That the sets. She has no idea how they got the sets backstage, because they are massive, massive props being used for it." She goes, the music is, she goes, the music is, she, in her opinion, was Broadway caliber. She came, I apparently came on the ship specifically to do this show. They're bringing in a lot of talent. Uh-huh. Um, now, you know, they really hit a, a home run, in my opinion, and Kevin agrees with uh, Twice Charmed, the uh, the show that they put on, that, that they have running now. No, I haven't seen it. I've only heard the music. Well, I've seen, I saw the show, and they really and truly, in my opinion, knocked that one out of the park. The music was fantastic. The sets were very elaborate. It really was close to Broadway caliber. So it looks like they're really trying to go that same route in what they're doing with Toy Story the Musical. But how much do you want to bet this is being this is being worked out for a run on Broadway? I mean, they're doing it with everything else right now. They're throwing a lot of stuff on Broadway. Um, I wonder if they're not doing this on the ship to work out the kinks. I honestly think that Twice Charmed... Could have could have could be developed into a Broadway a Broadway show, but uh, so we've got a new nice new uh, nice new show to look forward to. I knew they were rehearsing it while I was on the Wonder, and I was trying to get back into the theater, but I got uh, <laughs> and I got nailed. <laughs> You're not allowed to go in there, sir. All right, because I could hear like music. Just play dumb. Didn't you say here's twenty bucks? <laughs> no, no, I'm not that not that desperate. Um, but I'm, I'm, I think, you know, like I said, given, you know, the, the caliber of, of Twice Charmed, this is the first new show they're putting on the ship since they, they, they put Twice Charmed on. And that was awesome. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, that they've done all new songs for this. And uh, it sounds like they're going that same route with Toy Story. I'm very excited to see what they do. Very, very excited to see what they do. So isn't this the 10th anniversary of the movie Toy Story? Uh, I believe it is yeah, the 10th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And Toy Story Mania is opening at... Uh, it's going to be the year of Toy Story. Yeah. And they're doing it in 3D. Oh, are they, yeah, we're doing everything yeah. in 3D. And Toy Story on ice. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> this is the year of Pixar. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Our, uh, our final news story this week, Orlando theme parks fared very well in 2007. The Independent Economic Research Associates and the Themed Entertainment Association released the results of their 2007 Florida theme park attendance records. According to their study, Disney enjoyed a strong year with Universal also faring well, while SeaWorld had more limited growth. As in 2006, when Disney's Animal Kingdom had an 8.6% attendance increase, 2007 also had it top-ranked in growth with another 6.5% upturn, and they are they are uh, attributing that to... Uh, Expedition Everest, which continues to be a juggernaut for that park, yeah. and uh, the new Finding Nemo uh, yeah. those, stage show. Those two things have really have been very, very popular. P- 
peaked the attendance over there. The group estimates that Disney's overall attendance at the Magic Kingdom exceeded 17 million visitors last year and has not been impacted at all by current economic downturns. None of the theme parks provide the group with attendance details, which was cited in a complaint made by Bush Entertainment, the owners of SeaWorld. They claim that the ERA-TEA numbers fall well below their actual figures. John Robinette, senior vice president of the ERA, disputes that disputes the uh, questions regarding the accuracy of the reports and says that if these theme parks want the, them to release accurate numbers, then they should give them accurate numbers because none of these theme parks release their numbers. This is all – I'm not sure what formula these guys use uh, to figure out what the attendance was, but these, this has been pretty much the industry standard. Everybody looks to the, this report to see how theme parks yeah. fared. So It's funny, so, the one that's – Low is the one that was complaining. SeaWorld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, SeaWorld, yeah, SeaWorld, said, uh, SeaWorld said that their numbers were substantially higher than, than what the, uh, the, the group was saying. But I agree with them. If you want, if you want accurate numbers out there, then... That's right. And then this contradicts the report we talked about two weeks ago where they're saying that uh, hotel attendance is down. Well, theme parks is up. How can hotel attendance be down? Hotel bookings. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you got all these groups releasing these reports. Right. You never know. I mean, that's a good report. That you I'll, know, I'll tell you, if, if 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 downtown Disney's any was any indication on Saturday night, there's no trouble getting people over over the property because it mean, was just yeah. wall to wall people. I mean, the next two weeks, as far as the hotels, they're they're pretty packed. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, all right, that is going to do it for the news this week. We're going to give a quick weather update. You can expect partly cloudy and windy. You can expect to be partly cloudy and windy this Wednesday with a high of 87. Good weather through the weekend with temps hovering around 80 degrees and less than a 20% chance of rain for the remainder of the week. Yay. Uh, great weather on the horizon for Monday and Tuesday of next week. Highs in the upper 70s, lows in the mid 50s. And right now it's 78 degrees. That's right nice here in Orlando. Oh. It's a beautiful oh day. God. It's been gorgeous all week. It has been. I feel like there should be a green screen behind you when you say that. Yeah, really. I should be pointing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing like a a little weather girl outfit. (laughs) Spinning around. Weather girl outfit. Well, Well, she doesn't realize the weather girls were, you know who the weather girls are? It's Raining Men. Oh, I didn't know that was the band's name. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't either. I could fit into one of their dresses, I think. They're, they're, they're fuller figured. They used to be two tons of fun. Two tons of fun, that's, that's right. right. I'm old. <laughs> so, all right, that'll do it for the news and the weather this week. With that, we are going to move on to Roundtable Rapid Fire. And I'm going to start. Extra hours have been added to some Disney restaurants through March 28th and from April 18th through the 25th. These include 1900 Park Fair, which will be serving dinner from 4.30 to 9 p.m., Cape May Cafe, which is extending its breakfast hours from 7.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., and Chef Mickey's, which has extended hours for both breakfast and dinner. We'll have links to the full list on our show notes page. And, of course, these extended hours go hand-in-hand with the ridiculous extended price increases that Disney is charging during holiday periods. I think we figured out that uh, uh, for the Princess Buffet at at Norway, uh, what the price was... And what the price is now, with or what the price is during during Easter break, along with a them now requiring that you take the photo package, it's a forty three percent increase in the price wow. over what it was two months ago. It's just absurd, just absurd. 
But so they are doing. And simple, Disney's they, take on this is they're doing it in response to customer demand. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. The no, customers are well, demanding that they increase the price. Yes, what you do in, in response to customer demand is you you lengthen the hours like they're doing here. That makes sense. You don't jack the price up forty three percent, but. They also are opening up the noodle station for nighttime dinners and certain days. Run. Run. Yeah. Well, I understand walk. that, but I'm just telling you that they're adding another. If you pay for swamp water, you deserve swamp water. Yeah. Yeah, the noodle station is not very good. The noodle station at the Magic Kingdom, Kevin, did not give that very high marks at well, all. When it first opened, we did. No, when, yeah, when it first opened, but then you went back. However, they dumbed it down to the point where it's almost inedible. As a matter of fact, I think the word we used was swill. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. So that's mine. Bob, what do you have? I have, there's babies out there. Really? Yeah. People have babies? No. El, uh, zebras and uh, giraffes have babies. <laughs> oh, okay. O- over at uh, Animal Kingdom, they've had two babies. They've had a zebra that's named Kidani, and that's right. That's spelled, that's right. Bob, Julie. why don't you just go back to licking the window? <laughs> And I don't know what that means, but they also have a giraffe called Makina. What does that mean? They got babies out there. <laughs> they got babies. Okay, that's my rapid fire. <laughs> Go back to look in the window. You are awful. I, I've got a cough that's keeping me up at night, so I think I'm turning into this really bitter queen. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> really bitter, bad. bitter, bitter man. Oh, I have one more thing to add. Uh, rapid fire, uh, Flower and Garden starts this week. That's right, the 19th. Yep. I'm very anxious to get going on that. Cool. Yeah, we'll have a report on that next, uh, next week's show. Yep. Great. Thank you, Bob. Mrs. Martin. The Ultimate National Cheerleading Championship will be this week, Thursday, March 20th through Sunday, March 23rd, um, for four days at the Gaylord Palms. The competitions are going to be held at various times. Admission is $20 for ages 6 to 12 and $25 for ages 13 and up. So I'm assuming that anyone under 6 can't attend. (laughs) I don't know. Or free. Or they're free. Um, More information, www.coacheer.com. Or call toll-free 877-490-0010. That's kind of more of a warning for the people that are going to be at the Gaylord Palms. Just know <laughs> that you're going to be overrun by screaming teenage girls. It's going to be a loud atrium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd think they'd know that in advance because they're doing the event, right? Okay. But I just thought people might like to know and if you want to attend. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Julie. Corey. Mine's nothing earth-shattering, but I have a friend that's doing concept work for Walt Disney World Imagineering, and we were kind of picking each other's brain yesterday. I kind of want to know what they were working on. Um, one of the projects, they, they're trying to, they're designing a, a marketplace around the Expedition Everest Lake. Um, it's not going to be a functional marketplace. It's more for theming, but it's going to look like a condemned um, marketplace-type area, and they're going to create a stage out there and maybe, maybe a few kiosks. You're talking but, about the lake that's across from the attraction, like where yeah. the queue line is? Ne- near the bridge going towards Nemo. Well, that's good. That area oh, really? needs something. Yeah, you know, we, cool. we were, when we were at uh, Extra Magic Hours at Animal Kingdom, I told Julia, so this area looks very bland right here. Mm-hmm. They need to add something right here. And also, Norway. They're gonna <laughs> it's calling out for a condemned marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with marketplace. the stage, though. I mean, it, these are all concepts, you know, from concept to, uh, to actually doing it. A lot of things can change. Also, the... The Viking ship at Norway, they're going to be removing that um, due to rot. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> it's sinking <laughs> into the sidewalk. As you know, they um, you know kids can't go on there and play play on there anymore, and I think that's the reason because of rot. So they're um, they're coming up with ideas of what they should put there. They want something functional that they can use for some of the events like fl- flower and garden festival, food and wine festival. We were kind of picking each other's brain. My what idea. A stage. A stage, something like that. My idea was to maybe build a bridge over there and put like a troll underneath it, like a really cool photo op spot. I don't know. You can also. Mm. And the bridge could be a stage. The bridge could be a stage. Or to keep the ship or rebuild the ship. I love the ship. I think it's a great aspect to that. I think they should. be on eBay. I think they should sell it on eBay. With the ship. Rotting ship. So these are just a few things, but yeah, we had a good time picking each other's brain yesterday. That's cool. Mine's really easy. Uh, John and I attended something on Saturday at the Hyatt Grand Region or the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress, which is adjacent to Disney property. They have opened up their kitchen at, and are giving uh, cooking demonstrations. There are three scheduled in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Saturday was the first one. There's a one again on April 5th, I believe. Yep. And shortly there, I think there's, I'm sorry, there's one in March and one in April. I'm telling you this now because these three are sold out, but this proved so popular so quickly that they're going to be adding more. Yay. And these are, I can't believe they're doing it. It was free. As long as you called up and made a reservation, you were taken in. There were three cooking uh, demonstrations. There were really? three different spots where they did it. You actually went into the, uh, the uh, kitchen associated with La Coquina, the head chef for the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress. Uh, Kenneth Juran was there. He was absolutely marvelous. And they gave cooking demonstrations in three different locations. There were tastings. They asked for your email address, your uh, all the recipes will be emailed to you. And for attending this free event, you were given a $25 gift certificate to use in any restaurant. In the You're higher- kidding. No. And what's really funny is, Bob. <laughs> yeah, wrote, this is really funny, folks. Bob wrote to us and told us about this, oh, and God. I assumed because he wrote to us that he had already signed up. So without hesitation, I signed John and up, John and I, and my mom and dad up, and we went to this. Called Bob and said, "We got the first one. Did you sign up?" Bob said, "Well, no, I didn't sign up yet." Called back. And got completely shut out. It sold out within a matter of minutes, from what I understand. Wow. I made it to the wait list, and the wait list got me nothing. And there was fi- there were fifty people in our group. Did you get twenty five each? Yeah, yep. there were four of us each got a twenty five dollar gift. You got a hundred bucks. Yep. Wow. And I've got some. In- <laughs> Bob can do math. <laughs> Boy, was I lucky. Good thing there wasn't like change involved. <laughs> Could have been here all day. <laughs> Gonna get back. Dude, this goes into the- You're gonna get it, John. Eventually, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. This was a this was a Come truly on. marvelous event. And what we found out is that they have a chef's table. And while we haven't made reservations yet, they do it every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday oh. night at this restaurant. Uh, the base price is a hundred dollars per person, ninety nine dollars per person. Not bad However, for a chef's table. It goes up. Uh, if you want to do the wine pairing. So that's something we're going to be doing in the near future and reviewing it. Great. So I think this is a great thing. So I would watch, um, as soon as we hear about it, we'll sign up and then tell you. Can you sign um, me up? <laughs> when you sign up next time so I get it? You're the one who sent out the email. I understand I thought that. you had signed well, up. And I understand that too, but can I go with you at that dinner nighttime thing too? Absolutely. Thanks. So I think this is a great thing. Cool. It was a very nice hotel, and you'll hear more about it in the future. We're going to go check it out. Their Sunday brunch is very popular. Yeah, I've been trying to get there. So I think it was great fun. Cool. Thank you very much, Kevin. John. I have props. Yay. I love props. 
I get the when you folks send us something, I um, have the mailbox where the stuff is being sent to for the Diz Unplugged, and I've been collecting all the stuff we've been getting. I know what it is. What is? There's it? like three boxes of stuff. Really? I know because she um she contacted me to get the information, so I know what it is. I'm going to pass this around. Julie can open that. I don't know what they are. They could be bombs. This is Mrs. Anthrax. Well, let Corey open that one. Wow. This is from Scotland. Scotland. From Scotland. Yes. I love props. I love things from Scotland. Let Peter open that one. Oh, let me. Yeah, the one that looks like a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) It was only ticking until 20 minutes ago. It says Rush to Hungry Podcast Team on it. It's like Christmas. It is like Christmas. Okay, this is from Jackie Robeson in Scotland, and it's all sort of sorts of Scottish goodies. Ooh. We have Heather Honey Shortbread Rounds. Oh, I love shortbread. Okay, that's yours. Crispy Butterscotch Biscuits that are open. <laughs> John and Kevin. I want you to know. No, it's the, sealed. The outside of the envelope was sealed. That's not our fault. Um, There's something Customs. called, Customs called Clutie. Doug Flutie? Clutie. It says a oh. rich, moist, and utterly delicious fruit snack. Handmade did, in Scotland. Did customs have to go through this thing? Um, a vanilla tablet. It looks like fudge. Clutie. And oh. there's a couple of other things. Look at this. Wow. Swiss Pauline mini eggs. Mini eggs. And another Clutie. <laughs> it's just so fun to say. It's fun to say. <laughs> Thank you very much for sending that. This is that. awesome. That's lovely. That is really, really nice. Wow. This also came from Jackie Robson. I think this is yeah, so Yeah, she sent smell several it. items. Oh, wow. It smells really good. Soap? Is that from Debbie? It's Irish Spring. No, no. <laughs> now we're going to have to fight over them. Oh, this is to Kevin. <laughs> there are little tags on them. Oh, oh it's, it's like Christmas. Jewelry. Oh, I get the big one. <laughs> and this is to me. <laughs> and that's it? <laughs> I gave away three cruises today. <laughs> I guess we smell the most. <laughs> wounded look on John's face right now. Oh, man. Uh, we also have a note from Jackie. Does it say Bob's is coming later? You can have the Clutie. <laughs> I think I had that in high school. I'm taking the Clutie. Oh, okay. Uh, in my box, I have a, uh, a whole bunch of Pearson's Nut Goody Real Chocolate Milk Clusters. This is... Uh, <gasps> We, uh, we uh, one of the cast member appreciation uh, uh, emails we played. Uh, podcast team, a note and a treat to thank you for all you do. I've gotten many great ideas while listening. Wish I could go back every time. I listen to you. Enjoy Minnesota Chill. You want to read that? We ha- these are the ones they handed out to cast members. Remember to say. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, here are some. This is this is some. This is what my friend uh, Debbie sends me a case of these. Once a year, and she's uh, um, uh, she put on uh, on on these things. Thank you for creating a magical moment from the Schroyer family. Please accept this gift as a token of our gratitude, because after all, we're all just a bunch of nuts held together by a healthy dollop of sweetness. This oh. is what they handed out to uh, cast members. So just pass these around. These are oh. these are nice. Oh, the salted nut roll is mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other. All thing right, she one other. Me. One other. Ooh, it looks really good. <laughs> I love the salted nut rolls. I'm taking, making sure I get... Oh, there's another salted nut roll. I'm going to make sure Will gets something he needs to eat. Yeah, Will needs, yeah, Will needs to put, needs to put some, some fat on that boy. Fatten him up. <laughs> Fatten him up so we can eat him for Thanksgiving. My friend Debbie sends me these every year. No, she doesn't. 
They're really popular up there. No, they're not. Yes, they are. This was really, really nice. This Thank you very, very nice. much for this. Very much. And I didn't like want to open this at, at the house and then sort of bring it in. I figured it'd be nice to open it. Oh, while that's we're very cool. So. We're trying to lose weight in our house. So we have no... So you bring it to my house. Thank you. Exactly. We have nothing that you would describe as sweet or goody-like. Your nut bar's limp. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> limp, it's crooked. <laughs> it veers to the left. Stop, um, stop, stop. It hooks. So we have nothing in the house that would resemble chocolate or candy. And we figured that there might be candy in these. And I had a snit the other night. Open the box and cook whatever it is. <laughs> it was very get the honey, Junior. <laughs> get the honey, Junior. So that's uh, that. That really is. That's really nice. That's really cool, guys. I really appreciate that. This is really nice. We're trying to nut goodie. See, I can't. I gotta. I gotta do the show. I gotta talk. I can't. It's like a turtle. Yeah, you turtle. might want to keep talking for a minute. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Are they good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex is over there going. <laughs> Will, Will, Will's given thumbs up. I've had the nut goodies yeah, are successful. The nut goodies are really good. Oh, does anybody want the vanilla tablet? I have two of them. <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Thank you very much, everybody, for sending this. Oh. It was so lovely. This is really, really. So we nice. have Peter goodies, Scotland goodies, <laughs> and Minnesota I've got a whole goodies. Little, I got a whole little. Just what I need. A whole little pile of. Uh, of sugar. I have been wondering when they were going to come because they had contacted me several weeks ago asking for the address to send us some goodies. I have some Scottish soap here that smells really good. It's wheat smell. germ and vitamin E. Mm. What is that Ooh, noise? That does smell nice. Sorry, I'm opening my nut goodie. Oh. Wow. That does I smell took, nice. I took the cootie. The cootie. Cootie. <laughs> you mm. have cooties, Bob. It's a snack fruit. All right. So that's my rapid fire. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> that was quick. That was... When do we talk about the Giardelli uh, chocolates in the middle of the table? I just put them out for everybody. Just, oh, okay. I didn't realize John and Kevin were coming with, you know, they were back on the chocolate truck up to the house. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to go into sugar comas later? No, I stopped, you know, as I mentioned in the blog, I stopped at Giardelli when I was over at uh, Downtown Disney on Saturday, and I got some Easter candy for my niece, Bridget. I could become a nut goody addict. Those things are good. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll have to try one when Corey and Julie are doing their segment. I have a source. <laughs> I have a source that... We can get those all the time, Alex. Bob, what don't you have a source for? Yeah, really. All right, before we move on to uh, Corey and Julie's uh, review, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, whatever happened on the Magic last week. When I was on The Wonder, there was uh, all this, uh, all these rumors flying around and about this mob scene that formed at uh, guest services after they were unable to uh, after they were unable to dock at. Castaway Key, and what have you guys heard? Well, we've we've read what's going on on the boards, and we follow those threads very closely. We've also had some correspondence with some of our clients who are on the cruise, and apparently there were engine issues on the cruise. We I don't know. There's now people are saying two engines were out, one engine was out. But even with uh, even with two engines out, they should be able to operate just fine. They should right, be able. Right. They only you need can, three. You can go. Uh, you can still operate on the two engines. And the question, three. the three engines, and you could, the question becomes, when did they know that these engines were out? Um, I also understand that because of the fact that these two supposed engines were out, they had to pull in the stabilizers because it was causing a drag, and which made the ship very buoyant. Right. And the, the incident about Castaway Key was kind of the icing on the cake, I think, for the entire cruise. 
Um, again, Kevin said the, the engines are out, so in order to, to get the ship to its destination on time, they really had to push the other engines. And in order to get the ship moving, they pulled the stabilizers in. There was quite a bit of movement. People were, were ill on the ship from the motion. They were late arriving to every port of call, and they had to leave earlier from every port of call. So people missed shore excursions because of it. And I believe that, from what I understand, again, I wasn't there. I don't have any firsthand knowledge. The not being able to dock at Castaway Key, which we all know is difficult anyway. There's currents there. There's wind there. They have to, the conditions have to be just right to dock at Castaway Key. They made the decision that for safety purposes, they couldn't dock at Castaway Key. This is what the straw that broke the camel's back. Everyone got very upset. There was this mob scene in the lobby. I also understand that, again, this is hearsay, that the possibility was there that these two engines being out is what kept them from me being able to dock at Castaway Key. And I mean, I, I know this. I mean, I, I, had, I had talked to two, two of the officers on the Wonder, and I'd, but I'd heard this before. There is a very strong current that mm-hmm. runs in front of that island, and it is downright dangerous if the conditions are not right. Right. It is downright dangerous for them to try and dock that ship at Castaway Cape. More often than not, not say that, in more times than you would realize, they don't dock at Castaway Key for safety reasons. And I think what's happened is that... Was the icing on the cake? Right. And that what happened is, while that's a legitimate explanation, it came after hearing that these they were late to each of their stops. So people who had booked excursions on their own lost their deposits, lost their money altogether. And... I think what happened was people were assuming that this might just be another excuse from Disney. I, I don't know this firsthand. I don't know what the weather conditions were. I wasn't there. But I understand that when they decided that they couldn't dock a castaway key, even with a legitimate excuse, it came across as just another example of the engine problem causing this. Now, I do understand that the, that the mob scene in the atrium was out of control. And that people behaved very, very badly. Um, the the what I understand is the officers sort of stood there while people basically cursed at them and called them names and called them incompetent. Um, a, a sort of a, a, a mob scene took place, which I don't believe is an appropriate response to what happened. No, it's not at all. Um, Especially with kids watching and there was right. obscenities being used. Right. It, people have to take a step back and figure out a way to get this resolved to their interests the best way they can. Nope. The captain came on, again, not being there personally. What we've heard is the captain said... The captain made the comment that we don't owe you anything. We don't owe you any compensation. But because of this, we're going to give each stateroom $100. Shipboard credit. $100 shipboard credit. And again... Not being there, I didn't hear it firsthand, but this has come from enough different sources that it came across as condescending. And I'm not sure if that was a language issue, a delivery issue, but it came across as, here's $100, shut up. Mm. So um, I think that's part of the problem. And a lot of people who I've heard from have actually said, listen, this didn't affect our crews. We've been to Castaway Key. We understand that there are issues that they can't deal with. foresee happening they did everything they could to make us comfortable they gave us this extra hundred dollars shipboard credit which we enjoyed so you know it, there's two sides to every story yeah and well you know the whole thing about uh, the crew being incompetent i'm sorry but disney has always always their their their, their crews are among the most experienced 
and best on the sea. Uh, they, they're known for it. They're known for being ridiculously uh, strict in terms of the qualifications their crew members, their, their officers have to have, especially the people piloting that ship. We and, hear this a lot when people talk about going to Disney. We've all been in the parks when we've heard a parent say to a child, I paid a lot for this vacation. You're going to have a good time. And I think what happens is that when people travel, especially with Disney, they expect to be guaranteed that nothing out of the ordinary can happen. And whenever you, whenever you travel, any number of things can happen to cause delays, to cause problems, to cause mechanical failure. And I think what happens is people realize people put so much planning and so much effort and so much time into this. They start to behave badly. And then you get this whole sort of snowball mob mentality effect. Now we're reading the, the engines are not going to be in place for passing the, for going through the Panama Canal, and we're going to get stuck in the Panama Canal. Everybody needs to take a deep breath. Yeah, really. Let's take a step back. I've These, actually heard that the, the one of the rumors that's been floating around is the magic is in such bad shape that they're going to replace the wonder will be going on the Panama Canal cruise. That is absolutely... Not something that any of us have heard. No. So, and if if something like that does occur, or there's something to do with with that, it's all for your own benefit. It's for your safety. He didn't dock a castaway key for your safety. You know, these are the things that they've done to make sure that everybody on this ship was taken care of to their best abilities. So, I, I think that everyone needs to take a step back, take a deep breath when these things happen, and try to be a little more. Well, it seemed like the vast majority of people on the boards were basically saying what you just said right. that you know. But you have the one or two that think they have the hold on Disney for well, something. And they, they, ought they, they, cru- to, they ought to read their cruise contracts. Well, exactly. I understand that, but if they think they have Disney over a barrel, they, they tend to go after them. You know, and that's always been the way. The now, like guy. I said, they ought to read their cruise contracts before they think they have Disney over a barrel. But and right. Everybody who listens to us knows that we're critical of Disney. We're critical of what they do wrong. We, we like what they do right. I believe that what they've done was they made decisions in the best interest of the safety of their passengers. Yes, and um, we can never fault them for that. Right. But we see this every time. Every time there's any kind of change made in a cruise for safety reasons, uh, we, the, there's, there's, there's somebody, there's some Yahoo walking off that ship. I go, oh, you've got to give me a free cruise. And they read the cruise contract. They are going to change. They're going to do whatever they have to do in order to ensure the safety of the ship. Plain and simple. And the captain is the only one qualified to make that decision. Not the passenger in room 6110. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that people won't take that into account, that this is a vessel on the ocean, things can happen. Hello, Titanic. Things can happen. This boat could sink. People could die. And that's the captain's responsibility. So they take that very they've always taken that very seriously. And like John said, we're very critical believe me, if we thought for a second Disney Cruise Line was in the wrong here, we'd be saying it. But they're not, in my opinion. In my opinion, they're not. So I'd like to think the the people that lost their excursion money that Disney would go Oh, I think in that in a case like that if they got into uh, if they got into port late Something like that. Disney always takes care of stuff I like mean, that. They're, for, they're, yeah. they're very Disney Cruise Line anyway. They're very yeah. good with that. I mean, for for ones that were booked through Disney Cruise Line, I'm sure they can go over. It, which is another reason why you might not want always to, book through. Yeah, always book yeah, your shore excursions that's an, with another, Disney. Another always. reason. That was what I was trying to get the point to. 
Oh, okay. That was a labored way of doing it, but okay. I got there. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for that little that little rant or whatever it was. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to play a couple of cast member appreciation emails from Karen and from Denise. These are uh, two good stories about uh, cast members that go above and beyond, especially Denise's story. Really unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately, Denise did got, get cut off at the very end of her uh, her voicemail, but uh, we're putting it in because it's a it's a it's a really it's a it's a good story. So, here are our first two cast member appreciation voicemails for today's show. Hey, Pete, John, Kevin, Julie, Corey, Bob. Um, this is Karen from Elliott, Maine, and we love the Diz. And we were down in Disney last week on Tuesday, the twelfth. We were in the Living Seas, and I know you're looking for good cast member experiences. We were at the Manatee exhibit, and my ten-year-old daughter shows a lot of interest in the manatees. And there was a nice young man who worked for Disney named Sean. I think he was from Texas, and he noticed that my daughter was really interested in learning more, and he. He said to the three of us, my husband and I and, and Heather, that hey, would you like to come in the back and see where we feed them and see where we prepare the food? And he took like at least 15 minutes out of his time and just showed us around everything. And I thought that was well above and beyond what most cast members would do. So um, I would like to suggest Sean from Texas as one of your um, worthy recipients. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Denise Eide, but I wanted to um, tell my story about some really, really amazing cast members that we got to meet and uh, interact with on our trip in March of 07. Um, I think sometimes horrible things bring the best out in people, and um, something pretty awful happened. We were staying one night at the Contemporary for my son's birthday, he loves trains and he loves the monorail, so it was a special treat for him. And when we were crossing the street to the Magic Kingdom, uh, he ran out and got hit by a car. And um, <laughs> it was obviously incredibly horrifying um, at the time. It still is when I think back to it. But um, I really met some amazing people and realized that, uh, you know, the most part, people want to do the right thing. Um, First of all, the paramedics, who are not Disney staff members, but my guess is the rig was at the Magic Kingdom because the paramedics were there in less than five minutes. Um, you can imagine how horrified and frightened I was, and um, it didn't seem like we were waiting forever for an ambulance. They were there right away. Um, and uh, I don't really know what happened except what was going on with my son. He was originally unconscious, so I was at his side with the paramedics, and I got into the rig with him and um, didn't really know what happened after I left. Um, my husband and my other two children, who unfortunately witnessed this happen to their brother, uh, were taken up by the general manager of the contemporary. His name was Joe, and his last name escapes me at the moment, but he was fantastic. And he drove them to Orlando Regional Medical Center, which is where my son was brought. Um, uh, thankfully, he was injured pretty badly. He um, sustained a skull fracture, and he had some bleeding in his brain, and he required surgery that day. But thankfully, he is fine. Um, and But Disney did so much to make it okay or make it better. It certainly couldn't make it okay. The neurosurgeon did that, but um, they made it a lot better. Uh, first of all, Joe from the Contemporary brought my, brought my husband and my other two children to the hospital, and he... You know, the little things. He fed my 
other two children while my husband and I were inside the uh, trauma room with my son while they were stabilizing him and doing his CAT scans. He watched the other two kids, made sure they got fed, um, because I obviously wasn't thinking straight and couldn't handle all of that. And then before he left, he had arranged for someone else to come and stay with us as well. His name is David Tuggle, and I know he currently works at the uh, Animal Kingdom, and he is... uh, I believe he's in charge of the Nemo show, but he does a lot of other things too. And what he did was entertain my two children while my other two children while my son was in surgery. Needless to say, my husband and I were just so incredibly worried and um to have to deal with our other two children who were frightened, scared, disappointed because they didn't get to go to the Magic Kingdom. Um he did. He brought him to the playground. He brought him out for lunch, and then he made sure that my husband and my children got back to Disney that night so they could stay at the Contemporary. I stayed at the pediatric IC with my son, um, but we decided that we wanted to try and you know salvage as much as we could for the other two children. And um, when my husband and my children got back to the Contemporary, Joe, the general manager, met them in the lobby. Um, he brought them up to the concierge level where he had gotten them a room with a view of the Magic Kingdom because cheap me, I had the standard view uh, garden wing room booked, but um, he uh, made sure they went first class. Uh, There were balloons and stuffed animals for the kids, and they got to go to dinner at Chef Mickey's, and he just really went all out um, because those kids needed something to take their minds off what had happened that morning. Um, thankfully, my son was in the hospital for two days, a fantastic, fantastic facility, Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital. They were great. Um, David Tuggle, the cast member from the Animal Kingdom, came to visit him the next day. And then when my son got out of the hospital, we had a couple days left in Orlando, but um, he, you know, he was still pretty bumped and bruised, and there wasn't a lot he could do. But uh, on our last day, we did make it to the Animal Kingdom, and David made sure that uh, my son had VIP. Thank you both for that. And, uh, Denise, we're so happy to know that your son is all right. And uh, hearing that the GM of the Contemporary did what he did uh, for you guys, I will promise right now on the show I will never criticize the uh, general manager of the Contemporary again. (laughs) That was a very, very nice thing that they did. That was great, a great way to handle it and fortunately I mean it's a horrible experience but fortunately your your son was alright mm-hmm. and uh, alright well thank you both for that we're going to move on Corey and Julie have their review of Port Orleans Riverside they stayed there last week what did you guys think? well to me this is the um, in my opinion this is the best moderate Disney resort on property I mean I, I've always loved it um, I still love it it's I think it's themed better than any of the other moderates and in some cases some of the it is beautiful deluxes too. I love that hotel. The um the theme is actually split up um the theme of the overall resort is the old south. It's marked as like a, a riverboat landing. It's divided into two sections. There's the the Alligator Bayou section, then there's the Magnolia Bend area. Alligator Bayou is more of your your wooded Cajun type rustic buildings. Um it's very lush, lots of trees. Um the Magnolia Bend area is there's more of a plantation-style mansion homes, um, large oak trees, azaleas, camellias, roses. And magnolia trees. Magnolia trees, Hence of course. the name. <laughs> magnolia Bend is also the only area that has the um, elevators. In the buildings. In the buildings. And one of the main focal points of the whole um, resort is really the Sasagula River, which kind of winds through the whole resort. It's, it's actually themed after the Mississippi River. 
Um, Sasagola. Sasagola is the Indian name for Mississippi. So that's oh, why it's I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, it's about two and a half miles long. It's it connects um, Port Orleans Riverside, French Quarter, and all the way through to downtown Disney, Pleasure Island, Marketplace, and all that area. The uh, we loved it. I mean, we we just it was you, you really escape. You know, I've I've always stayed in the Magnolia Bend area and. Always, I was always partial to that. I'm still partial to the whole Magnolia-style area. We stayed at the Alligator Bayou on this recent trip. In the very back. Very, <laughs> very, very back. It took us between 10 and 15 minutes to walk to the lobby and main pool area anytime we walked. <laughs> so the day we checked in, we checked in around 8.45 a.m. This was after our Chef Mickey's breakfast, and they, our room was ready. Wow. At 8 o'clock. That's a little lucky, yeah. It, uh, the whole check-in process took about 10 minutes, um, the person checking us in, she was she was doing her job, but she wasn't overly friendly. It wasn't that southern hospitality that you would expect. Mm. the uh, The entire lobby area is it's supposed to look like a it's supposed to be the steamboat company. It's themed after the inside of an actual riverboat, and along the whole top of the ceiling, there are different um, locations throughout the the south. One of them is Gretna, where my parents live. Mainly along the Mississippi, though. Yeah, along the Mississippi, and also um, Baton Rouge, where I went to school at LSU. And there's also Chalmette, another one that I recommend, rec, uh, recognize. It's near New Orleans. It's nice because it, it does remind you of the Mississippi River. And, I mean, Corey proposed to me on the banks of the Mississippi, so that's really special for us. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy the resort as well. Um, I had not ever stayed there. I had been to visit when his parents stayed, but had never really gone into the Alligator Bayou section either. So that was your first time staying there? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd only ever stayed at Caribbean Beach and Fort Wilderness before this. So it was really nice. I've only stayed at Caribbean Beach, other than this one. Hmm. And Swan Dolphin. Which, yeah. Um, our room it was very attractive, very woodsy. Everything is um, wood, the bed, the, the table. I mean, like looks like logs or like mm-hmm. a tree, you know, with the bark still on. Two double beds. We also had a trundle. So in our case, we didn't have to have five people in our room in order to get the trundle. Um, didn't smell. It was in good condition. Um Except for in the bathroom, there were two hairs on the tub. <laughs> we were inspecting like you did, Peter. <laughs> I say I hate that when I were, see stuff like that. Were they public hairs? We weren't sure. <laughs> but they did not appear to be public hairs. <laughs> they were the other kind. Yeah. I think they were scalp hairs. Rabbits. Um, there's a small refrigerator in the room, an armoire, of course, uh, a trunk to put your suitcase on. There were no baseboards in the room. The carpet actually came up the wall and acted like the baseboard, which I thought was really weird. That is strange. But it doesn't, doesn't look bad. It's just I'd never seen that before. Um, the rollaway bed you can request. It's $15 a day in the room. Um, the floor in the vanity area was like a slate with a built-in border that looked like a rug mm-hmm. in the middle. Two pedestal sinks, you know, so we each had our own sink, which we don't have at home, so it's really nice. <laughs> and, of course, a little closet area. Um, the bathroom, other than that, was really clean. Um, the bath products that you get are H2O, but they are your standard uh, Disney Resort collection, and they only have a shampoo and conditioner in one, face soap, body soap, no lotion. You have to request that in order to get it. Oh, okay. Which is a little funny, I thought. Yeah. You They're- know? The only the only issue we had there was no internet cable. We called right when we checked in around nine o'clock to ask for the internet cable, and we went walked around the resort. Came back around twelve. It still wasn't no, there. No, that was at two o'clock. So even, it was five worse. hours before we ever we had to call again in order to get the internet cable. 
So that was really our only when issue. When you say internet cable, you mean? But, yeah, the, uh, the landline cable. The high-speed internet, high internet cable. Oh, the high-speed. Oh, oh, I see. It's I not see. wireless. I mean, there was a little... It comes in like a little cloth thing that hangs in your closet. And I yeah. told her, I'm like, there's no cable in here. I said, the, the bag is here, but there's no cable. And I didn't want to be charged for that. Right. Because they charge $10 if you take it. So we made sure they knew that we didn't have one. So housekeeping really wasn't paying attention to uh, some things in the room with the hairs in the... In the uh Correct. And, though, you know, from her cleaning, maybe some fell out of her head or his head. I don't know. But we were also doing the white glove test, you know. Right. Just to, but just to make sure. again, for the prices of Disney resorts, that's the, they, right. have, they have to stand up to that. She should have noticed. Absolutely. Because, I, I mean, as soon as I walked into the bathroom, I saw them. But everything yeah. else was perfect. Mm-hmm. Food and dining. Um, Boatwright's Dining Hall. It serves breakfast and dinner. You can listen to the February 19th show for the review that Kevin did. Yeah, we're not going to go over it. The, um, uh, in fact, though, the, the partially built sailboat that's in the, that's in the dining hall is a reproduction from the flat-bottom New Orleans slugger, lugger, not slugger, New Orleans lugger that sailed the Mississippi in the 1820s. Oh. Just a little tidbit fact. Also, the, river, the Riverside Mill Food Court um, serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is where we always... That looked like a really good food court. It was. I actually had breakfast there one morning. Um, I had pancakes and bacon with strawberries on top. It was really good. It was way more than I could eat, though. That's four pancakes, four mm. slices of bacon. I did eat all the bacon, though. <laughs> <laughs> they have killer cornbread there. I only ate two of the pancakes. Um, we also ate lunch and dinner there as well. They have healthier options, like a create-your-own-salad uh, area, but there's only one light dressing, and that's an Italian. They have veggie and fruit cups for sale, pre-made salads that have no dressing, and then for dinner they do have a sliced turkey option. There's a create your own pasta area too. You get to choose your pasta, you get to choose your topping, your sauce, and then whatever extras you want to throw in there. So if you're trying to be healthy, you can just pick and choose what you want to go in there or not. Right. I did enjoy the food there, but I have to say. That on two occasions afterwards, my stomach didn't feel so well. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, and I, one, of, one of the nights was when we had the salad. I mean, I was, till 2 a.m., my stomach was just hurting. Really? and It was horrible. So, I don't know if that was just me and my body and I wasn't used to that kind of food. But, I mean, I eat salads all the time. And then the pasta also. But I think it was because I made it too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were throwing a lot of stuff in there. The, uh, the transportation... Love the transportation options. I mean, you can either take the boat um, all the way to downtown Disney, or you can catch the buses to the theme parks. We, um, the bus services run to all four of the theme parks and to downtown Disney, plus the two water parks. Um, there were four bus stops located throughout the whole park. There's the north, south, east, and west depots. We were located near the west depots, and one thing we, um, we kind of did when it was raining one night and we were around the lobby area, and there was just no way we were going to walk 15 minutes back to the back to our room so we just went to the nearest bus depot the south depot the south depot and we knew that it was going to go clockwise around the whole resort so we just got off at our west depot and we were right by our room we were in the first stop (laughs) so we just use it as a shortcut and anybody can do that because there's a lot of walking involved in this resort no matter where you're staying so take advantage of that especially if you have smaller children or someone who can't walk as far you know someone in a wheelchair or someone who uses a cane this is one of those resorts that 
you have some some things are good and some things are bad about your location. You guys are located right by the parking lot, so getting your luggage in would be easy. Getting to your car would be super easy. You're right by the bus stop, mm-hmm. but you're far from the main right. lobby. And then it's the vice versa. If you're close to the main lobby, then you're far from all those things. So. But it's a beautiful walk um, from the from our hotel room to the main lobby area. I enjoyed the walk. We go past the fishing hole. You know, you see people fishing and turtles and all kinds of other wildlife. Turtles were fishing? (laughs) Just turtles in the water. (laughs) It's easy to get lost around the Alligator Bayou area, Um, but if if you look for the the gray sidewalk area, that that runs from the parking lot all the way to the river. So if you you get on one of those... It looks like wooden planks, but it's cement. There are also signs here and there. We we had to kind of get used to. I had to carry the map everywhere. I always told Corey if I left the room without, I'm like, is it okay if I take the map? I'm like, I'm gonna need it. And I'm like Joey on Friends. I have to step inside the map in order to figure out which way to go. (laughs) Yeah, I had to put a little arrow where where our room was and where we are. Some of the common areas you have the Old Man Island, which is the main pool. There are five other quiet pools throughout the resort, and one was actually located close to our room. I actually took advantage of that one day, late in the afternoon. Um, Muddy Rivers is the pool bar at the main pool. It's open from 11.30 a.m. to dusk, weather permitting, as well as the pool, which is open from 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. I just want to mention the uh, the oak tree that's located um, by, by the main pool area. It's, um, its current site was at the Animal Kingdom theme park. And it's the largest uh, living oak tree that was ever transplanted. Really? Yeah. It took 48 hours to, uh, to plant the live tree. Mm-hmm. And 100 people. Really? Yeah. I mean, when you see Just the little... tree, you can't believe that it was transplanted. Really? I mean, I can't imagine moving something like that. Yeah, and this pool also has the most waterfalls out of any pool on Disney property. It's actually themed it's a great very well. Pool. Yeah, mm-hmm. the pool is themed very incredibly relaxing. well. It was never too crowded whenever we went by there, but on our last day in the morning, it was crazy. I feel like people take advantage of it in the morning and then go to the theme parks later in the afternoon mm-hmm. because when we checked around mid-afternoon, it wasn't as busy as the morning. Hmm. So, which I found a little funny because most people go to the parks early and come back and relax later around the pool. The arcade they have is the Medicine Show Arcade. We actually went and played a few games. Corey beat me at air hockey, but I beat him at ice ice ball or whatever it's called. Oh, Ski yeah, ball. You did. Yeah, I'll let you win. Corey beat you at the dance off. <laughs> <laughs> there are over seventy games in this arcade, which you know we actually counted them. Um, only seven of them are violent, and they're labeled as such. So you could say to your kids, you can't play any of the games with a yellow label. And then there are some that are green labels, which are good for all ages. Mm. And they have all different kinds, you know, racing games, sport games, grab games, you know, where you lose all your money trying to win stuffed animals. <laughs> and they have classics like Miss Pac-Man, which I enjoy playing. They mainly judge it by how realistic the violence is and all the killings and stuff like that. Those grab games are a rip-off. Yeah, Big they rip-off. are. Big rip-off. Buy the toy in the store. Save your money. Corey was laughing at me when he was watching me play Miss Pac-Man because I just get so, like you could see me, I'm jumping, I'm moving, I'm moving that stick around so fast and when I lose, I'll go, Rawr! <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. The, uh, Some of the recreation activities you can do, there's the um, there's a marina, there are boat rentals, you can rent little mouse boats, um, there are sur- the Surrey bikes, The uh, you can go fishing, there's the fishing hole, there are the fishing excursions. Um, you know, Hair wraps. Hair wraps, you know, that's a... It's a big recreation thing there. And the, um, there's also the Bayou Pirates Cruise Adventure that we've talked about on the show before that leaves from there. 
There's campfire on the bayou. This is seasonal. It's from October to February, um, Sunday and Thursday night from 6.30 to 8.30. We were kind of disappointed because we wanted to check it out, but it was we missed March. the window. Just, we just missed the window. Yeah, and it's singing and storytelling, so probably really fun, and you can buy some more skits for $7 for, for you and your family. Um, I also wanted to mention that there are horse-drawn carriage rides, which Corey and I took advantage of. We did it one night, actually the night that it poured, and for some reason it slacked up for our ride time, and we enjoyed our carriage ride with Lori and um, Prince Charming, who was the horse that pulled us. He was a 12-year-old Clydesdale, weighed 1,900 pounds. Wow. <laughs> um, and then afterwards it stormed. But they also have Bob Jackson, who performs in the River Roost. Uh, he was a lot of fun. He draws a big crowd. Really, really? he does. It's and- a piano-type sing-along um, yeah, he, ha- very he packs him in. Mm-hmm. He does. He goes around before the show, and he kind of meets everyone who's already seated. And this man has the most amazing memory of anyone I've ever met. Because during the show, he'll be like, "All right, come on, Julie, let's jam," you know, and not necessarily like asking me to stand up and sing, but. Throughout the whole show, he's mentioning different people's names, or he'll say, hey, so-and-so, stand up and clap your hands, or all the kids, come on down and let's do a conga line. I mean, he has That's, more energy than memory. anyone Mem- I've ever that seen. That has to be a great memory to remember that stuff. It's awesome. And he performed for an hour and a half before taking his first break. Wow. Mm-hmm. He also plays at the Gaylord Palms, but it's a different show. It's more, it's yeah. more of adult-oriented, um, con- tailored to conventioners and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We'll have to go check them and out. This is, and this is a free show? That you're yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it looks right entertainment at night. Yeah. It's wow. w- isn't it Wednesday through Saturday evenings? It starts at 8.30. I know I've seen them on Saturday evenings yeah. over there. Because we were there Wednesday through Friday, and we saw them on Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, some of the kids' services that are offered, they do not have a kids' club on this property, but you could use one of the other ones on property, like the Neverland Club at the Polynesian. Um if you wanted to use Kids Night Out, that's what they offer when you go and ask a concierge. Um, it's in-room child care with a four-hour minimum, and you can check out kidsnightout.com, which is N-I-T-E, for more information. Um, it's One child is $14 an hour, two children sixteen fifty an hour, three children are $19 an hour, and four children would be twenty-one fifty an hour. And they do charge a $10 transportation fee for each reservation. Now, as far as the staff goes, I mean, every cast member we um, we encountered was friendly. They were nice. They were helpful. We said hello. I mean, even the bartenders, you know, we, we had a question that they didn't know. He got on the phone and found the answer for us, which mm-hmm. I always appreciate. Right. Yeah. It was just really nice to be greeted like that. You know, you see lifeguards bicycling to their next stand, and they're like, hi, how are you today? You know, as they pass by. It's just really nice. We didn't encounter anyone who was rude except for the check-in lady. <laughs> She just wasn't no, was she nice. Rude or just, she was just disinterested. Yes, that's what. Well, that's what Corey told me. Yeah, I mean, she gave us a booklet. She didn't really tell us any of the events or anything that we should look out for. She gave us a booklet and basically said, "It's all in here. Anything you need to know." Kind of what happened to you at yeah. Contemporary. It's probably just speed it up. You know, it was only ten minute check ins. We were we were just so happy to get in our room that early. I didn't. Really, it didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, we'll read it in the room. That seems to be about the, about the standard of what we're experiencing. About ten to fifteen minutes of check in. Yeah. We did take advantage of the extra magic hours at Animal Kingdom on Wednesday night. Um, we took the bus, and we waited at our West Depot for about six minutes. And the total travel time to Animal Kingdom was 24 minutes. So the bus ride was about 18 minutes. And um, we left the park closed at 6. And then we went and we rode um, 
only expedition Everest. Well, the because park closed to a regular guests right. at six, and you were allowed to stay until nine. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, we took advantage of Expedition Everest, which we rode three times or two times. Two times. <laughs> Front row and back row. We also, I'm sorry. Just we have, we have to let everybody know that this was done uh, a few weeks ago before spring break started, right. before the crowds were crazy. I have to say, it was not crowded at all. Yeah, it was. A, it was the, the, the crowds in the park were really, really good a few weeks ago. But entering the park. It was like swimming upstream like a salmon. Oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. The people were just flooding out of there. I'm like, all right. I'm glad all these people are leaving. And it was nice and cool that night. So, you know, normally Animal Kingdom is sweltering, and I can't stand to be in that park. But I'm so happy it was a cool evening. Um, did you take Disney transportation to all your destinations, or did you drive? No, we no. took Disney. Yeah, I wanted to mention that. We, we mentioned you can take the water taxi from the resort to downtown Disney. That entire trip, one way, took 27 minutes. Because they stop at Port Orleans French mm-hmm. Quarter, let people on. Then they go to downtown Disney, the marketplace. They drop you off by Captain Jack's. Right. I mean, you can spend 27 minutes looking for a parking space if you decide to drive down. I, I like the uh, the choice of the, taking the boat down to downtown Disney. It's scenic, too. You, you yeah. see the treetop villas. The tree- a little relaxing boat ride. But, I mean, that downtown Disney was crazy this past week. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, we got off at Port Orleans French Quarter, and we walked back to Riverside just to kind of see how long the walk was and what was that like uh, 10 or 15 yeah. minutes but Corey and I walk fast <laughs> we, we are fast walkers we saw well, the rain coming so we started booking it so. I have to walk fast because he is like super speed walker wow Walter's like that too I'm like could you slow down <laughs> that's what I say yep <laughs> I'd like to walk beside you but overall highly 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 recommend this resort over over French Quarter also I mean this is this is a really really nice I think with the pool being closed at French Quarter, it made it just seem kind of dead. You know, we walked over there to check out the, the store they have and the lounge area and just to kind of look around and see what it's like. And I don't know. I just got the feeling that everyone was probably over at Riverside having a good time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Riverside a lot. Did you guys, did either of you try out the trundle bed in the room? I laid on it. Did you? What did you think? Um, It was soft. It was comfortable. But... um. I wouldn't put a really small child on it because the bed kind of wanted to roll back under, in mm. my opinion. I, you know, it would need to be a child, I would think, over five years old on it. Yeah, when you pull it out, the uh, one side of it is attached to the other side of the bed, kind of like a, a spring um, rope or something to, to make it easy to push back like under. Like a toaster oven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I would hate for someone to be injured on the trundle bed. <laughs> How do you get hurt? Uh, you in the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, but it wasn't uncomfortable at all. Um, I wouldn't have enjoyed sleeping on it because I'm longer than a small child. I would have had to be curled up. Um, also, they were comfortable beds, as Peter mentioned, but Corey and I are used to sleeping in a queen-size bed, and on the second night, I actually had to get into the other double bed. Yeah. I just, it was too much. You know, he couldn't, I feel like I couldn't move. We need a leg room. Yeah, we both curl, we both bend our knees. Mm-hmm. So, he was constantly bumping me or I was bumping him. Yep, that was not fun. Yeah, Walter and I just don't even bother <laughs> to try and sleep in the same bed on a, on a, on a full-size bed. It's hard. And by the bathroom, they have a privacy curtain. So if one person wants to get up early and start getting ready in the bathroom, they can pull that curtain not to disturb anybody else. Um, Which yeah, I, I that did. Because that thin piece of tissue paper really blocks the light. You've <laughs> 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 never been in those rooms or something there's a light on. When did you turn into such a curmudgeon? I don't know. <laughs> really bad today. I need my sleep, I think. But on a scale of 1 to 10? We give it a 9. 
Really? Yes. I'm very partial to this resort, so I need to be up front and say that. I give it a nine. The only reason I am taking a point off is because we were so far and we did have to walk a long way. And the hairs. (laughs) But other than that, it's the best themed resort on property. I had a good time. Moderate resort on property. Wow. Mm -hmm. I even climbed one of the magnolia trees. (laughs) Really? She did, and I took a picture. Maybe I'll post it. How cool. (laughs) Well, you did some shopping over there, too. Yes, I did. kind of segue right into your Um, store tour segment. Now, Fulton's General Store is the store at Riverside, and it's actually, so far, I think one of the best stores I've ever seen at our resort. Um, They have, they offer a lot of the typical Disney merchandise, of course. Um, So I kind of noted more the more unique items. And one of the things that I liked the most was the American Soybean Wax Candles. They're by the Swan Creek Candle Company. And they come in four sizes. They're 6, 12, and 24 ounces. Or they come in a small cast iron skillet, which is absolutely adorable. And at first, I thought it was things that you could eat because they smelled so good. Um, Don't eat the wax. (laughs) Don't eat the wax, please. Because, okay, baked apple pie, vanilla pound cake, lemon icebox cookies, caramel pecan pie, gingerbread, and spiced apple cider. Tell me that doesn't smell, you know, I mean. Icebox cookie scented candle? Just yes. made me hungry. Wow. It's, it's, everything is food, and if it was in my house, I probably would try to eat it. Um, <laughs> they also offered some garden accents here, which I have not seen before. They had a pail of posies, um, which you plant and grow, obviously. And they also had seed pods for marigolds, daisies, and pansies. Some flower kits. And character planters and wind chimes, which I had not seen before. Do you think that maybe this is gearing up for flower and garden? Yes, okay. I do. And they have... Something called Gnome Mickey. It's garden tools with Mickey on them. And he looks like a gnome. It's really cute. So I, hence the name. And they Did also, you say Gnome? It says Gnome Mickey. Isn't it pronounced Gnome? I know, but I, I didn't, <laughs> if I said no Mickey, that sounds weird, right? No, Gnome, N-O-M-E, <laughs> is the right word. I know, but no Mickey. No Mickey. I, I mean, we, we made fun of Bob for his knee <laughs> surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and Mojito. <laughs> So, yeah, but it's not two words. It's one word. It's G-N-O-M-I-C-K-Y. It's a brand name. I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, it's yeah. a brand name. So, I mean, I guess however you want to say it. But as well, they have Tinkerbell Suncatchers and Gazing Balls, which I don't get gazing balls. I'm I not don't, gazing into a know, ball. I don't get those either. <laughs> I, I have never got that gazing ball thing sitting on the front yard or in the back. That's because you just sit I, wherever you are and gaze into space. You don't I'm need a ball. Of, what is that all about? Apparently, people enjoy them. I, Whatever floats your boat. I don't know who does, but I don't. There are people who do both. Yes, there are. Sorry. The H2O products are available. They offer the milk, the aquatics, and the Disney Resort collection. Um, jewelry, things like watches, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. They have the Port Orleans Resort merchandise, which is also available over at Jackson Square Gifts and Desires. My issue with that, um, it, this is mainly because of the whole name change from Dixie Landings, Dixie Landings, is that when you stayed at Dixie Landings, you can go to the gift shop and you can get Dixie Landings merchandise. You stayed at Port Orleans, you can get Port Orleans merchandise. They've combined these all to Port Orleans Resort. It's not, it doesn't even say Port Orleans Riverside or Port Orleans French Quarter. It's Port Orleans Resort. Mm-hmm. So just my little peeve. And you can get anything. I mean, beach towels, embroidered polo tees, frames, luggage tags, hats, and keychains. They pretty much have everything imaginable with Port Orleans Resort on it. They have pool accessories if you forgot anything, like goggles, earplugs, floaties, noodles, swim pants, and sunscreen. They have a small grocery area. 
uh, the food items they have were things like cereal, bread, milk, pastries, muffins, baby food, which I thought was very nice, and PB&J, chips and dip, beer, wine, soda, juice, and water. They have a really large snack section. It almost looks like a little candy shop inside the store. Um, they have tons of different chocolates, uh, Goofy's Candy Company items, Minnie's Bake Shop items, and the Chippendale Snack Company, which is more things like pretzels and chips. That's their high profit items. Yeah. The, you should see the kids are all over that stuff. Yeah. Um, they also have like a small, I call it the drugstore section because it has things like deodorant and Tylenol, bug spray, uh, batteries, and disposable cameras. And they also have a small reading section with magazines like Golf and Forbes and Us Weekly, a few novels to choose from, uh, Disney books. They have maps of Florida for those of you who aren't familiar with the area. And Disney movies and music are also available for purchase. The character merchandise that they offer includes Cars, The Princesses, High School Musical, Hannah Montana, Pirates of the Caribbean, and they also sell the Pal Mickey here. And this also this includes toys and wearables, t-shirts, sweatshirts, anything you can imagine. They have one of the largest scrapbooking sections that I've ever seen. I think even bigger than the one in um, the Emporium on Main Street. And... I like to scrapbook, so I was drawn to that area. And a really nice selection of frames. There was one in particular that I really liked. It was an oval frame with kind of hidden Mickeys on it. You really couldn't tell it was a Disney frame. Most of them are wooden. They have Port Orleans Riverside prints for sale. They come in three sizes. If you want them framed, they range from $33 to $65. Unframed, they're $19 to $36. Kitchenware is available here. Aprons, kettles, dishes, and mugs. And they also have Easter trinkets because of the time of year. Thumper and Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh and baskets. And that's pretty much it for that store. At the French Quarter, Jackson Square Gifts and Desires, they pretty much have the same merchandise as far as, you know, the character things and snacks and jewelry and the Port Orleans Resort merchandise. The items that were unique to this store uh, were the Mardi Gras items. They have these blue tees and sweatshirts that have this crazy Mardi Gras design on them. Um, that you can see like accordions and horns and joker faces and beads all throughout um, for men and women. The ceramic items they have are like fluidly napkin holders. Everything is green, purple, and gold to traditional Mardi Gras colors. They have salt and pepper shakers that are fluidelies. It's really, really cute. I wanted those. Um, comedy and tragedy wine glasses. Uh, comedy and tragedy are masks, in case you didn't know. It's all about the beads photo frame, which is not ceramic. It's more of a plasticky material. They have a joker that holds two butter knives, which is kind of cute, or a cheese knife is if you prefer. Is it called Bob? <laughs> no, it's not called Bob. I love beads. And they have four different styles of Mardi Gras masks, which basically you could use for a party, like to set little entre- I mean, little um, hors d'oeuvres on and things like that. And, of course, no New Orleans section would be complete without a shot glass. The cookbooks they have here are The 100 Greatest Cajun Recipes by Jude Terrio, Tom Fitzmorris's New Orleans Food with a foreword by Emeril Lagasse, and then The New Orleans Cookbook by Rima and Richard Collin. And they also have your pal Mickey here. So anybody who's interested in that. I hate yeah, that. pal that steals $80 from me. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't get it. I carry that sucker Sorry. around all around the pocket. You can't hear one thing You can't he hear says. anything it says. It's, 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 but, and now, now yeah. have you noticed they have change of outfits for pal Mickey? Of course. Oh, my gosh. They sell different outfits for it. You can actually get it a yellow rain flicker. 
Oh, no, really? I would recommend going to Fulton's if you're looking for a souvenir from the Port Orleans Resort, unless you want one of the Mardi Gras items or the cookbooks that I mentioned. It's a much better store. Really? Much I wonder better. why such a difference between the two. I don't know. It's just, to me, it was just much smaller, um, not as many offerings. There was no grocery section other than, like, little snacks and things like that, but no uh, cold case. The you resort know, for, overall over there is smaller than Riverside right. also, so I, I was, it's kind of everything's yeah. to scale. Yeah, that, that resort doesn't hold as many as the other one, Port Orleans. But that's it. That was all for the store tour. Great. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for your review and, Julie, for your store tour segment. Thanks, everybody, for a great, if not very expensive, <laughs> show this week. That is going to do it for our show today. We will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thank you for listening.